Welcome, Arizona homeowners, to Rosie on the House. Your Arizona Saturday morning tradition for 29 years. And in fact, we're going into our 30th year of broadcast celebration. We've put together three very new exciting things, and we put it all together in one central location at rosieonthehouse.com. You will notice a brand new feature on the menu bar over to the right-hand side. It'll say 30th anniversary. It'll talk a little bit about uh, the history of Rosie on the House and the three new things that we have brought to you, the Arizona homeowners, part of our effort to be every Arizona homeowner's best friend. Uh, one is our home maintenance calendar. You probably, if you've been tuning in since about September when we started the photo contest, you uh, probably pretty familiar with that one that's something you can order and we'll send to you free uh that will help you keep up with your home maintenance second uh in all of our years of broadcasting people have asked for uh something that says rosie on it shirts or hats or tools and we've always avoided that just because that was such a distraction well in our focus group that was such a demand and we've got a we've noticed kind of a gap in a lot of the tools that we cover that we find at hardware stores that really aren't available uh, locally for a number of reasons. They may be brand new or the production volume isn't enough to be put in a big box store. They didn't want to give up the portion of uh, cost point average to a, a like a, a fulfillment Amazon type or, uh, you know, there might be a number of reasons. So we've taken that on. And then third is our digital home maintenance, the HomeZot application that we've worked with that'll take all your home maintenance digital and Re send you automated reminders and to-dos and checkoffs. And we had a couple of our partners put together some funny parody songs. John Eisenhower wrote Home for a Change to the tune of Home on the Range about Rosie on the House. And then we were surprised with a impromptu performance by uh, KTAR at, at our annual holiday party a couple weeks ago. And we were able to capture both of those and put them on our YouTube channel. They're both on that uh, landing page. It's rosieonthehouse.com slash 30. And then we've spent all year putting together a video. It's about 11 minute lo minutes long. And it's Rosie talking about the, you know, the evolution, the involvement and uh, the building of Rosie on the House, 30 years in the making. And uh, what I should mention, one thing I keep forgetting to mention about the tools, we do have pre-sales available. We covered it uh, Thanksgiving weekend. It was actually our biggest spike all year long to our website was that weekend. Well, pre-sales are now available, and all and and the proceeds we've got fifty dollars built into each toolkit will go to our three nonprofits. So you'll be supporting American Manufacturing, which supports American jobs. The proceeds go to local charities. You'll be supporting your community, Habitat for Humanity, St. Vincent de Paul Military Assistance Mission, which we'll be talking with those three partners next week about what they do for the community so you'll understand who you're supporting and then you as the homeowner have this great toolkit that's uh you know, it's limited edition 30 year anniversary brand etched rosie on the house it'll be the hand tools that every homeowner should have and this is a, a high quality set that you'll have your entire life and with that kit uh we've got a, a an american-made shirt an american-made hat and a year subscription to the the home zada uh, premium user so it's a it's a win-win-win for everybody if you're looking for a gift idea this is a great one that supports your local nonprofit but this 10 o'clock hour we talk specifically about one thing that you the homeowner can learn about your house home castle or cabin this is physically on or inside the home and today if you get our weekly newsletter 
that goes out on Thursday, you know we're talking about home security, and we're going to start off with the do-it-yourself aspect, and we'll build up to the prof- professional grade throughout the hour, not to say that Ken Colburn, your data doctor, is not professional, but he's professionally brought three do-it-yourself, or not three, you got a little bit more than that here in your article, Ken, but it was a uh, written specifically on uh, can you install a home security system that doesn't require monitoring? And you just put this out December 7th. This is brand new uh, material. And talk us through it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's becoming a very common thing, people putting devices in their home that allows them to, uh, you know, monitor whether it's visually or through sound or motion or what have you. You know, it's, it's a very common thing for these little devices, uh, whether it's a doorbell or light switch, whatever. There's just so much out there now. Um, And so, you know, it was just really trying to clarify how much of this can be done kind of in a do-it-yourself setting versus Mm -hmm. a a traditional alarm system and and understanding the pros and cons. Now, I should ask a clarifying question. Being the the data doctor, are you you kind of like the the cobbler whose kids have no shoes? Or when I come to the data doctors, do I have like a myriad of electronic barriers to get through and navigate and your home's completely automated? Well, there there was a time when I probably had way more than I do now, but that has to do with selling the house. <laughs> um, I, I, I put quite a bit of technology into my various properties. Um, I've got a lovely place up in the wine country in Cottonwood that, you know, I have a remote thermostat, remote cameras and what have you so that I can monitor and manage I know when the pest control guys are there when, you know, if we're not there. So, um, you know, there's that, that type of monitoring is pretty straightforward. The difference between that and say a traditional security system is basically what happens when there is an alert. Obviously, if you've got a professional monitoring company, they're going to look at, you know, what's going on and make a determination. Do they call you? Do they call the police? Is there video involved? Is there, you know, what, what have you? So there's, somebody specifically focused on on those alerts as opposed to three in the morning your smartphone is is on silent and you get an alert saying that there's something going on but you're asleep and what are some of these names uh that you've got listed here and i'm pretty new to this aspect we kind of live in an area where uh we're not it's 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 rural uh you can we've got a lot of first defense as it relates to animal awareness you know the horses might alert us that something's coming the dogs might alert us to something that's coming uh the kids will alert us to something's coming we've got a a neighbor we've got a a big padded area that uh something coming we can see from a long way yeah i mean it really that's that's where you really have to start is what is it that you want to monitor and be alerted to you know you may have a specific area say a carport that's that's the only concern you have uh, or a backyard, or, you know, if it's, if it's rural, you've got a, a large area you want to know when animals uh, might be approaching. Um, you know, with night vision and everything else that's out there, it's pretty sophisticated stuff. Uh, so the first thing you want to do is figure out what is it that I want to monitor, and then the second is do I have some form of access to the Internet from that area, um, whether it's wired or wireless. So, you know, there, there's, a, there's a technology I wrote about a couple of weeks ago called mesh networks that really expand the Wi-Fi signal uh, to greater areas. So if you have a large property with lots of outdoor area that you want to have some type of monitoring system on, and making sure, first of all, that you have signal, that, you know, that's critical, because if you don't, 
uh, you either have to run wires or, you know, basically go without. So, you know, that's first and foremost, figure out what you want to, what you want to monitor and how, you know, how sophisticated you have to get and do I have signal and power and things like that. One of the things you have featured here, I know several people that, uh, have installed it. Uh, my uncle Rennie for one, uh, Max is another, but this ring.com, they, they say that's changed their life. Yeah, so Ring started out as being just a simple doorbell that had a camera on it. So when somebody rang the doorbell, uh, your smartphone would get an alert, and you'd, look, you'd see a live stream of whoever was at the front door, and then you could act like you were home if, even if you weren't, saying, sorry, come back later, whatever. So it's, you know, it's, it's a nice way to interact with um, you know, things that are going on in your front door. It's, they also have motion sensing so that, you know, let's say a UPS man's going to drop something off in front of your, your door, you're going to get an alert because there's motion. Um, they've gone on to add floodlights. So you can put a floodlight in that also has a camera. So that motion detection, night vision, camera, again, it alerts you on your phone. You see a live stream. Uh, a lot of these devices have a two-way radio component, so you can actually say something to somebody. Uh, you know, get off my lawn. <laughs> or like uh, you or said, if... If you're not there, you could act like it. Hey, I'm, you know, just got out of the shower, or, you know, you can make something up that of why you can't come to the door right now, but still feel to the person that's outside your door that you're very much there. Yeah, absolutely. So there's you know, there's a lot of interesting ways to use this technology. Ring is one of them. Um, I, I'm using a completely wireless system that I started testing years ago uh, called Arlo. A R L O. And what's unique about them is they are they're wire-free, meaning I don't have to have an electrical outlet, and I don't have to physically plug it into any kind of a, a network because it's all Wi-Fi. So it uses a battery system that lasts about a year to two, depends on how much activity you have. Um, and so you can put these things, because they're also weatherproof, you can put them just about anywhere. So I have them hanging on eaves and what have you in various properties. And then when somebody walks up to the door or, you know, approaches the back door or what have you, uh, it records 10 seconds worth of video and gives you an alert so you can take a look at it. And will it alert you that the battery's getting low or, hey, we... It does. Nice. Yep, it absolutely does. And then there's another company called Blink that actually kind of followed on the success of Arlo and came out with less expensive versions of the same thing. So those are two of the, uh, the products that I've featured in my column. Um, that, you know, again, if, if you have, as long as you have a Wi-Fi signal, uh, you know, say you've got a, a detached shed or a barn or whatever, as long as there's Wi-Fi signal to some portion of that, you can put one of these cameras on uh, that connects via Wi-Fi and, you know, not have to go through the wiring process. So there's a lot of convenience there. But at the end of the day, I mean, I refer to our smartphones as our life's remote control, right? It's it, more and more just about everything you do in life ties back to your smartphone and certainly from a from a monitoring standpoint uh, you can do this now the downside to doing this kind of piecemeal is you're going to end up with four or five six different apps depending upon how many devices you put in from different manufacturers so that's where the the uh, more structured kind of professional all-in-one systems kind of make more sense if you've got a lot of stuff you want doors and garage doors and and windows and what have you you want to set those up so that you can be alerted to any activity in and around that, in addition to video and sound and what have you. And um, where could yeah, somebody find this column, Ken? So it's on our website, datadoctors.com slash help, which is where all our help and our is about. 
almost 30 years, 20 years of, of uh, newspaper columns there. A lot of the really old stuff's probably not relevant anymore. Uh, and it's also published on various uh, media websites as well as the Arizona Republic's uh, printed edition on Mondays. Well, we appreciate you taking time out of your Saturday to join us, and thank you for this uh, article you put together. My pleasure. Anytime. Hey, you have a great – you heading to wine country right now? Uh, no, I got some work to do around town. I got I got to stick it out here in this lovely Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> well, enjoy your weekend, sir. Thanks again for your time. Anytime, thanks. Talking home security here at Rosie on the House. We were joined by Ken Colbert of the Data Doctors last segment. This segment, we're turned to Jared, our techno home security expert. And we're going to start off. If you have a question and you'd like to talk and visit about it, just uh, give us a call. one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you. Jared, why don't we start off talking about the difference between wired versus wireless, and Wi-Fi doesn't necessarily mean wireless. Yeah, you're exactly correct, correct, Romy. So there's uh, two important terms when you're looking at your wireless versus wired security. So a lot of the products, I was listening to the previous segment, a lot of those products that are really, really cost-effective, if you're just looking for something quick and easy to get in the house, that product is most likely going to be using the Wi-Fi signal in your home, but you got to remember that Wi-Fi signal goes to the home's internet router, and then that router is, of course, hardlined, you know, all the way back to your utility company, whether you're at Cox, CenturyLink, or whomever. So the wireless term typically is referring to the sensors in your home and whatnot are wirelessly using the Wi-Fi. But there's another term that's important to know, and that's true wireless monitoring, meaning we don't need to use the Internet, we don't use the Wi-Fi, we don't use any lines in the home, and that's cellular monitoring. And what that means is that if there is a signal going out to your monitoring station that the Internet, the landline, and no wires are being used whatsoever, um, so your phone lines could go down or your internet could be having spotty service. And I think we've all gone through that. You know, why isn't my internet working right now? And heaven forbid that's the time you have an incident in your home, you want your system to be working. So during those down times of internet, or if your phone line was cut or damaged by a burglar, the cellular service is still going to be up and running, uh, without any interference. And then the other wireless term just means that if your home is under construction or you're doing a big, uh, remodeling job that's when it's not a bad time to hardwire every single door and window in your home to a security system but when your home is already built construction finished and everything then the sensors that are going on your doors and windows are usually going to be wireless meaning there's not a not a hardwired connection but whether it's a hardwired connection to the sensor or a wireless connection to the sensor you can still always have cellular monitoring with either option and does that tie into your cellular bill, or is this a separate uh, separate account we're setting up? Good question. It would be a separate account. So when you sign up your monitoring agreement with your monitoring company, they are going to be creating that cellular account for you. So you don't have any cell phone minutes that are used. It's not, it's not technically using your own cell phone in any way, shape, or form. You don't even need to own a cell phone for that service. 
So when you sign up for your monitoring, that cellular monitoring would be built into it. And of course, there's no overage fees, you know, whether your, your alarm goes off once a year or 50 times a day, um, the, the monitoring rate that the alarm company sets you up for will always stay the same. I think at 50 times a day, most people would disconnect it. <laughs> time, time, to, time to move neighborhoods. Like, this thing is going nuts. <laughs> time to move neighborhoods. So in understanding the difference between wire and wireless and cell, Mm-hmm. It's wireless doesn't necessarily mean cellular. It could be Wi-Fi, and Wi-Fi is plugged back into your router, and your router is hardwired back. Right. So, so when uh, when an alarm company comes out, and a lot of the inexpensive ones are that are on the market, if they're using the term wireless, you really want to investigate. Does that mean my sensors are wireless or does that mean my monitoring is wireless? And so the important distinction to look at is just simply ask the company or, in, or do your research on the company you're looking at. Now, is my monitoring going to be cellular or is it going to be Internet? And regardless of whatever terms that are thrown around, wireless, wireless, the unfortunate thing in the industry is a lot of times when people say wireless, the connection that the homeowner makes is, oh, yeah, great. If my phone line or my internet's cut, I'm good because this is all wireless. Unfortunately, some of the lesser expensive products, when they're throwing around the term wireless, all they mean is you can put up a sensor on your door and wirelessly it's communicating back to your router, your Wi-Fi router. But it does not necessarily mean that you have true wireless monitoring. So you really want to do your research and the term is cellular or Wi-Fi. And if you've got cellular, that means any lines, anything gets cut, damaged, or goes out of service, you're still good. If there's anything to do with the internet involved, if the internet goes down or is cut, you are without a system. Nice job, Jerry. You got me hooked on these guys. Love that guitar work. The Turnpike Troubadours, one of my favorite bands right now. We're talking with Jared Wright, Techno Security. We were talking through the difference between wireless and hardwired and cellular. And you had mentioned, you know, if the internet goes down and this and that and levels of protection, and we were talking. Uh, yesterday, just about the next level past cellular, you know, the, the f- sophistication of the crook to go to a wireless uh, versus wireless, to, you know, to go cellular, you're now putting yourself in the top 2% of sophistication, somebody that can jam a cellular signal and get in. And for you, me, and I'm going to say 90-plus percent of everyone listening here, there isn't anything in our home that's bringing that kind of sophisticated crook to our door. <laughs> Romy, I'd say it's even less than 2%. I mean, if somebody's going to go through the hassle of, you know, finding a, an illegal cell phone blocker technology, let's just face it, this guy's getting into your house and you gotta you got to 
quit hiding all the gold under your mattress and telling everybody about it. At that point, they're just getting in. <laughs> There's nothing in my house worth that kind of effort to come in and get. <laughs> yeah, that's where the cellular technology, we want to look at the, you know, the 99.9% of, of break-ins. And over the years, I've, you know, I've walked into well over 1,000 break-ins, and then the homeowner says, yeah, now we need a security. So I've seen all kinds of break-ins that you can think of, and Going back to 2002 when I started, I've, I've never seen it once in, in my career. So not to say it's not out there, but I can, I can comfortably say if you've got a cellular monitored system, you're, you're beating beating them 99.9% of the time. And your point about people needing or, or realizing that there's a need for this service after the break-in, it's a little too late well, a lot of people it think is. it's kind of like lightning. Well, it's not going to happen again. You know, it, I've been here for 10 years and it happened once. It'll be another 10 years. Not a big deal. But uh, mm-hmm. there is a level of awareness for that crook that, well, if I just got this house, that is there a good chance in six months? The insurance is going to be through. They've they've got a new screen TV. They've replaced all their stuff, and you know it's just a target-rich environment for a repeat attack. Yeah, I was just speaking with a customer of a new customer of ours who is a seasonal resident here from Alaska, and he had a break-in when he was up in Alaska. Thought, oh man, you know, there's my once-in-a-lifetime incident, and when he took off in the summertime like a lot of people do went back up lo and behold he got hit again and uh that's when he decided all right it's time to do something so the way that i always look at it is you know it's kind of like if you're in a car accident you usually want to put your seatbelt on before before the accident once you're in the middle of it it's kind of too late to reach and grab it so i really look at the security system as a proactive uh, event where I'm going to do this like a seatbelt, not because uh, I think I'm a bad driver, not because I think I live in a bad neighborhood. I'm just going to be preventative, do some preventative maintenance here and have a security system for that just-in-case incident. And I'll, I'll tell you this, any customer of ours that's ever had the system go off even once in their lifetime, they're going to say, yeah, thank goodness I had it on just that, just like the seatbelt. You know, you probably won't get in an accident, but that one time you do, thank goodness you had it. Thank goodness you had it. That's a, a great way to look at it on that car analogy, the, the wreck. What, what's one thing that, uh, that they then look at? Uh, once you hit that break-in and you're talking to that customer that's ready to go, do you have to talk them off a ledge? I mean, are they, are they ready to come spend $10,000 when really it's only about half that they need to accomplish what they're looking for? So there's two ways you can do it, Romy, and and yes, when I'm talking to the customer, usually they are thinking, you know, that's that's a pretty life-altering event. Somebody was in my home, you know, what's going on? Are they coming back? So the good news for people is the the average break-in that's going to happen, it is certainly going to happen when you are not home. You know, the, the burglars that are out there, they're... They're not the, the brightest bunch. That's probably why they've chosen the profession they're in. And they just don't want to come into a home when someone's there. So the good news for people is the chance of ever having something while you're home is, is pretty darn slim. So you don't need to worry about that so much. But once something has happened or if you're looking at getting a system after the fact or preventatively, there's two paths that you can take in the security industry. One is you say, I want to buy all this stuff outright. 
you give me a cost, I'm going to buy it, and then let's just do the monitoring. And the equipment cost you're looking at there is probably going to range between 400 to, you know, sky's the limit, but let's say about $1,000. The other option that people have is like a cell phone, you can say, I want to reduce my upfront costs and I'll, I'll sign an agreement with you for, for a couple of years. And in that route, you're usually going to have the upfront costs reduced to zero. So you do have the option of saying, I either want to buy my cell phone and just, you know, go month to month type of route, or I want to sign an agreement and get, you know, get the service for free, just like a cell phone service. And to cover that one more time, and, and not to beat a dead horse, but it's something that is in is very easily misunderstood. I've got a text from one of our partners here. And he says, so if the bad guy cuts the power to the house, does that not shut the power off to the Internet router and disable the Wi-Fi? You bet it does. Yep. And that's the problem with going with Internet and Wi-Fi monitoring. That's why we really uh, want to push and promote cellular. If the bad guy cuts the power to your home with a security system that Techna has done, you have no loss of service whatsoever. You're right. Internet goes out, power goes out, you've lost security on either option. But if you had cellular monitoring, internet goes out, we don't care because we were never using it to begin with. And how are you ensured that this battery on the cellular is charged? Good question. So every time the battery is used, it is going to send the homeowner a report so that you know the battery is being used. And then when the battery does go into a low battery, just like on your cell phone, it's going to give you an alert. Low battery warning or battery failure warning. Uh, real quick uh, example, Romeo, that something the homeowners out there should know about is we've seen a trend where the burglar comes to the house. He knows you're out of town. He cuts the power to your home, and that will drain the backup battery in a security system in about two to three days. So then he comes back two to three days later, and he's got free range in the house to do whatever he wants. So that's why a Techna system, the second your power goes out, you are sent an alert notification, hey, power's out. You can then call the neighbor, and he says, yeah, power's out in the whole neighborhood, or Woof, I don't know what's going on, maybe I'll look for you. It's not necessarily going to notify the police, but it is going to notify you immediately if your power goes out. So you are notified of all types of battery status and activity. Very good. Well, Jared Wright, Technus Security, been with Rosie on the house seven, eight years now? Uh, uh, a little less than that, it's been four or five years. Four or five years. Well, we appreciate all you've continued to help us and being every Arizona homeowner's best friend. And appreciate your time on helping put together this article and here Saturday morning. Yeah, you bet. Thanks so much, Romy. Hey, take care. How would somebody find you other than RosieOnTheHouse.com, of course? Check out our website. Technasystems.com or give us a call at 877-835-6287. That's 877-TECHNA-USA. Very good. We appreciate it. And one thing that uh, we've got one more guest, and we're going to be talking about the install of this, uh, you know, in a new home, how how to incorporate this from the beginning. But um, here at Rosie on the House, we have a standard. You know, this is your safe place for the listening audience. You don't have to worry about hearing news. You don't have to worry about hearing uh, politics or religion or sensitive subject. It's housing-related, housing-related, housing-related. Well, we do get certain requests, though, 
And we have a, a tool that we're looking at using for meeting that listener request of, you know, well, what do you think about this? Well, that's outside of the standard of what we're going to cover on Rosie on the House because that's that's outside our realm of home improvements and how's, how it relates to securities. Well, what about guns in the home? What about firearms? Do you recommend that? What do you use at your home? How do you have? Well, that's not something we're going to cover on the radio broadcast. That's something that's a topic that a, a lot of our listeners you know, don't tune into Rosie on the House to hear about, and it's violating their trust and expectation with us. But that's where the podcast can come available. We can do that and have an additional hour where if you wanted information on this, we could have experts outside of that field, and you could still have that content through one channel, Rosie on the House. But it's something, if you wanted it, you would have to go seek it out. You don't have to worry about turning your radio on and being turned off because you hear a topic that. It's not what you come to us for. You come to us for housing, and that's what we're going to be there for. So that's one thing that we're working on as part of our just ongoing effort to be every Arizona homeowner's best friend. And it'll give Rosie a platform to have his rants so he doesn't have to have them on air. <laughs> and he doesn't get uh, – we we work them. You know, we, 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 we keep them settled. Uh, so, But every now and then he's got something that just – Eats his crawl and he's got to get it off his chest. Well, well, we'll put him on the podcast for those instances. Let's bring Mark from Select Security Ends and go into the beginning of the home. At what point, Mark, do yes, you sir. like to come in and start your wiring for a brand new home that's going up in construction and uh, the security's been engineered into this? Uh, do, do you get in after the, the masons and the framers? Do you get in before the drywall? Or what? what are some best practices you're implementing from the beginning. We've got a clean slate, a new home. Let's let's design this right. Well, the best practice and best time to get in would be after the electricians are done, so that way we're not in their way. Um, that way the doors are also already set. We know the swing of the doors, so we can wire to the correct side of the door. Keypads wire to the correct side of the door. So definitely want to get in before the drywall is put up. And if we're talking wires, why isn't the electrician just putting these in? Well, the electrician's running his normal uh, uh, high-voltage cable. We're running a different cable. We're running a 22-gauge 2-conductor or a 22-gauge 4-conductor, and we want to make sure we bring it up on the correct side of the window that's operational for the contacts. We want to make sure that we also have it on the correct side of the door for the swing of the door so we can put in our recessed contact on the door as well. And there's usually all of this wired back to a brain. Where are we imp implementing and installing that in the home? Well, in today's homes, we've got a lot of uh, uh, a lot of network cabling that's going in as well. It's going to a common cabinet, usually in a laundry room, uh, just an on-cue cabinet. Uh, we wire everything back to one common location, so that way your internet's in the same location, your phone lines, your TV, your satellite TV, and your security. We can all put it in one location. We're talking security, and something has hit a nerve. The phones have lit up. We're going to take our last break of the hour and come back more with Mark from Select Security here at Rosie on the House.
Hey, with Mark Spees of Select Security Systems. To this point, Mark, everything we've covered in this hour has all been specifically on the home. I mean, obviously, that's what we're trying to do is secure the home. What about just deterring to keep the burglar from from even stopping at your home? I mean, is is, is an alarm as a sign in your window and a, or stuck in your yard that says protected by this type of home? I mean, do those even work? Does that deter somebody coming by? What elements, I mean, obviously, point of entry? Well, absolutely. That's why we provide the yard signs and the window stickers as just a point of deterrent on the outside of the house. So when someone sees that, they think twice before coming into that house. And also, there's a couple of things you can do on the outside of your house to uh, make your house less vulnerable, such as cutting your bushes away from your windows keeping lighting on after hours. I mean, simple things like that will help deter someone from actually trying to break into your house. It's the little things that help. And when you're talking about the the lights that come on, motion lights, those can be quite obnoxious, especially if you've got an active neighborhood of uh, animals or cats, or even the wind can be trip, tripping those off. But that technology is advanced. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. The lights, the lights that are available now, they have sensitivity adjustments on them, uh, so they're great. You have less false alarms with, we'll say false alarms with the lights turning on and off throughout the night. But, I mean, they're a great deterrent. So if someone walks up to your house, the house is lit up, and, you know, people that want to be there will be there. And those that shouldn't be there usually turn around and leave because lights draw attention to the home. And a lot of people uh, in the security will tell you, you know, this is the desert. Put something prickly in front of your window to keep them from climbing in. But the fire department will tell you no. <laughs> you so, don't want yeah, that yeah, if you you're trying to jump side, out. You get the fire department telling you no, and then you get us on the security <laughs> side saying absolutely. <laughs> so what what should a homeowner do? Let's say we've got we've done all of our work. We've got a clean point of of. Uh, Visibility from the curb to the front door where majority of the break-ins happen. They come right through the front door, kicking it in. Uh, they, they ignored the sign. Uh, it's the middle of the night. The front door kicks in. The alarm goes off. What does the homeowner do? Well, the best thing for a homeowner to do would be if the alarm does go off, the majority of homeowners will immediately run over and, and look at the keypad and see what zone went off, what's tripping. Uh and then let the alarm go through its cycle. Let it sound. Let the siren go off because that's going to be a great deterrent. And then also let your central station handle the call and make the call to you. Verify whether you need assistance or not. But definitely let the alarm take its cycle and go through the steps to make sure you're secure before you just turn it off. And the biggest thing, I think, is I mean, there's, there's nothing in my home that is not replaceable other than people. You know, you could replace oh, a, a that picture. Is the one you thing can, that definitely. You know, there's 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 nothing wrong with you know grabbing your loved ones and you know forget about you know, so what they got a kitchen knife out or <laughs> your your wallet by the front door the keys and your Mustangs going down the road all that's you know we're all insured we've all got that covered just let it go I mean if if you've got a lot of responsibilities in your home with other people focus on them yeah the the best plan especially if you have kids in the house is to have a plan if the alarm does go off what do your kids do you want them to go to a common spot 
for instance, my house is a two-story house. All the rooms are upstairs. If the alarm goes off, the kids are to go to my room immediately. That's, that's the number one concern with your house. So, well, we appreciate your time this Saturday morning, and I, not to uh, you know, create any kind of worrisome. I mean, it's, it's pretty rare, but in the case that you are, it's better to be prepared, and uh, that's what the point of this hour was. We hope you found it useful, and we appreciate our, all of our guests, the data doctors, the techno security, select security. Mark, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, Easiest way to contact us would be the office, which would be 602-230-1252, or you can also check us out online at selectsecurityaz.com. We appreciate your time and partnership and being every Arizona homeowner's best friend. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend, sir. Oh, that was four hours. I don't know how they go so fast, but, man, it seems like we spend all week preparing for these four hours, and they get here, and it just, boom. Zoom. Where'd they go? Well, we appreciate it. We'll be back next Saturday. We'll be joined with our nonprofit partners, Habitat for Humanity, St. Vincent de Paul, and Military Assistant Mission, three great local nonprofits that uh, serve our community and who we are working to help support and promote uh, as part of our 30th year broadcast anniversary. We've put together a really fun uh, American-made toolkit that's all got Rosie on the House 30-year anniversary custom etching, and proceeds from that toolkit will go to our three nonprofits as a way to give back. Thank you for 30 is uh, our what we're calling it. Thank For 30 years of broadcasting without you, the homeowner, and the listening audience, none of this is possible. So this toolkit is something you'll have your the rest of the, the life of your home to fix and work on projects for the most needed hand tools that are out there. And it helps the local community support it. And it keeps Rosie on the house on the air for the next 30 years. Rosieonthehouse.com. In the meantime, you can hit the landing page, 30th anniversary, and watch a fun little 10, 11-minute video. We've spent the whole year putting together for you guys. And uh, you get to hear Rosie just talk about uh, the making, 30 years, right here, Rosie on the House.